a Martin Luther King edition of the Broncos Blitz podcast. I am Danny Williams, along with the two real stars of this podcast, Bree Maestas and Danny Bailey. Hey, guys. Well, hey. How are you? Doing quite well. Danny? It was a restful weekend, so I'm ready to get back into it. Have a good week. What a wild football weekend. Wow. Is there anything better than the NFL? I thought it was going to be at least a couple of disappointing games, and it just didn't. It was so exciting. It's the best. It almost felt scripted. Yeah. Yeah, there were some storybook type uh, Too scripted? No, I'm just kidding. NFL rigged? No, it's like (laughs) anyone who's ever played sports, you could feel like a tide turn. Yeah. The momentum changing. And then... Guys like us who are not only watching the game, but like watching the live lines and action as well. When it was 27 to 14, I believed in my heart that the Jaguars are going to come back and win. I was like, oh, I believed in my heart. I wish I'd have put all the money I had in the world on it instead of just a little taste because I already lost all my money. Instead of it just feeling like it was a possibility. It is exactly what it. you it have weird. been saying for the longest time, is that the ball can bounce any way, and a game can go in a different direction. Danny, it's all they, about momentum. What, what do they say about the football? That what? It's shaped weird, and it bounces funny. Exactly. So it's just, man, what an unbelievable like NFL weekend that it was, from the 49ers and Brock Purdy to Daniel Jones looking like a world beater, looking like um, you know Josh Allen out there. Is Daniel Jones elite? Uh, he was yesterday, <laughs> and they'll pay him as such, and that's the right thing to do. It, listen, back in my day, guys, because you're just little, two little whippersnappers, okay? <laughs> um, quarterbacks, you drafted a quarterback in the first round or a receiver, like in the first round. He got like three, four years to maturate. This modern era of what the NFL is today, you know, 10 or 15 years ago, it's – and it's because teams ha- did like had overnight success. Found you know Tom Brady changed the way we looked at quarterbacks a little bit. It wasn't always just about you know there were some guys who came out of nowhere to have had pretty brilliant and spectacular careers. And like the era of instant now gratification, get rid of this guy Paxton Lynch who played started for four games and you move on and move forward. It's just what it is. This team knows it. Um, Peyton to Simeon to Paxton to uh, Case Keenum to Flacco to Teddy to Locke or Locke to Teddy. That's in like a seven or eight year span. So it's like, I mean, like this, every franchise will operate different. Okay. Mm -hmm. But the point is the Giants kind of had no choice but to stick by Daniel Jones a little bit. And look what's happened. He's going to get paid in the offseason and maybe they just have something kind of special why how did this happen time maturation a legitimate nfl coach in dayball to put the whole thing together yeah you mentioned it right there so much of it comes down to coaching they've done a lot to put the right pieces around daniel mm-hmm. jones on the offense and on the other side of the ball on defense too and then you ha- throw in a coach like dayball mm-hmm. and you don't necessarily need that world beater quarterback Daniel Jones doesn't necessarily have to be elite, Bree. But well, only- he, might, he might play some elite games, and that's a big swing in your favor if you're the Giants. Does that fall into the category of the Josh Allen wait and see what happens, and then he just ends up being that guy? Um, Josh Allen was – I'll tweak what you said. He was drafted seventh overall – they made a big mistake. He should have went one overall instead of Baker Mayfield. So okay. while people might look like he went seventh, ooh, wow, what an unbelievable hit at seven, he should have went one. It was a horrible, ridiculous mistake by the Browns. And, you know, it's like I don't 
I hate sound. And every other team that picked before seven. I hate sounding like Eric Goodman here, including the Broncos, but like I told you so. Josh Allen had what I called um, five-tool makeup, um, like Mike Trout. He had the way they talked about Josh Allen was the way they talked about um, Cam Newton and um, Andrew Luck and John Elway and like a camp and Trevor Lawrence now. Yeah. The way they talk about certain guys was almost in a can't miss manner. And they had certain um, qualities and traits that almost made him can't miss. And, you know, back in the day, there was a little more can't miss because Jeff George had all that stuff, but he was kind of a dipshit. You know, some other guys who, you know, just couldn't put the whole thing together. The evaluation process is further along as it has ever been, be able to pick guys out. And not draft Jamarcus Russells, but draft guys who, you know, have a chance to really be good and great. So um, that's what I would say about that. So, Bree, what about the Broncos here? How do we tie this back to the Broncos? Of the remaining eight playoff teams, okay, with me? The Broncos beat two of those teams. True. The Niners and Jacksonville, okay? Mm -hmm. Of all the playoff teams, is there any makeup that any of these teams have that is Broncos-esque? Is there anything that any of these teams did that – you know, they weren't last year that they became this year that we could maybe try to, you know, comp to the Broncos and where they're at in our hopes for next season. If the Broncos were to perform how they did against the Niners and the Jaguars and on a consistent basis, you're looking at a completely different season here for the Denver Broncos and Russell Wilson. Well, you just, okay, so Trevor Lawrence is young. He was the number one overall pick. That's not a comp here. But Daniel Jones was a guy who almost looked like a couple times a throwaway. Giants, if it's up to Giants media, they'd have moved on from him twice. They're almost saddled with him this year, you know, as and, and kind of, you know, look what has happened. Is there any comp to fixing a, a team and a guy like the Giants have seemingly kind of? It's going to be really important to see who they bring in as head coach and if they're able to manage the team in its current iteration. And you're going to have to bank on that. I think that an, a head coach will change everything. The right head coach will change everything overnight. Like, truly. Like, I mean, like, they're a playoff team next year kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And for anyone who's buried Russ, you um, maybe with, like, the last podcast we did of the week, I'll make this short. I was looking back and remembering some stuff on Elway. Elway, the, like, the, they went to the Super Bowl, like, in 90. And then, like, in 91 and 92, Elway got hurt. And there's a stretch of seasons where he threw 19 interceptions. And I think he came back and had like 15 or 16 interceptions, which would like lead the league today. And it looked as though L.A. was washed. And it was the end of their Super Bowl run. Dan Reeves was um, talking to the Redskins about trading John Elway to the Redskins. They draft Tommy Maddox in the first round, and there was like a fork in the road. It was like, you know, what something has to happen. What happens? Um, a friend of mine, Johnny Bolin's dad, Pat Bolin, maybe you've heard of him, um, Rolls the dice, not rolls the dice, sticks by Elway's side. They go fire Dan Reeves, bring in Wade Phillips for just like a year. That kind of didn't work. You need a guy who can bring the best out of Elway, you know, an offensive mind. That was Mike Shanahan, who had ties to the franchise, who just got burned out and burned by the Raiders. Mike Shanahan comes in in here and takes John Elway's career from um, a Hall of Fame career to an all-time great. Back-to-back world championships. There was a time for about two or three years where it looked as though Elway was washed. The numbers would have said that, and his injuries would have told you that as well. It's almost the same exact thing what's happening here with, with Russ. 
the lasting memory of this season for me, what I want it to be, and maybe even it being the start of the first memory of next season, was Russ rolling out to the left, throwing a wicked throw like a shortstop almost, across, you know, against his body, 35 yards on a rope, 40 yards to um, Jerry Judy in one of the great plays of the NFL season. It was spectacular to be on any highlight reel, you know, on any YouTube highlight reel. And that might be the beginning of what could be coming for the Broncos next year. Because that was not a guy who was washed. That was a beautiful throw. Yeah, let's so, hope. Yeah. I, I guess there's a there's a, a non-zero chance that he turns into resemblance of John Elway. Um, John Elway was an all-time good before Mike Shanahan made him an all-time great. So then your hopes are if you bring in a Sean Payton or a Jim Harbaugh. You I mean, it's fun. John, Sean Payton and Jim Harbaugh feels good because if you land one of those guys, it feels like a win. Like you won the one of the best names out there. That's powerful, especially when the headlines have been what they've been. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's that's what why they have Bree, the guys, they have the press conferences, the guys put, you know, they have an orange and blue tie on. That's why everyone, you know, they do the, make the special jersey for those guys. That's why those are big almost historical and special moments for a franchise, a history of a franchise, for better or for worse. You look like a bunch of assholes when you go back and look at the clips of Vic Fangio and... Um, I, uh, heard, I hope it's the And, and uh, um, Vance, Vance Joseph. Joseph going, I get the NFL, just that I'm a winner. You know what I mean? You're like, at the time, you're like, whoa, this guy's got everything. And then like then you're like, this guy's a, a dipshit. You know what I mean? So what's you know, there's not just one guy who could fix these Broncos. There's multiple guys, but would it feel great if it's, you know, Jim Harbaugh, a big star coach, or Sean Payton to come do it here? Yeah, they seems like the like the most closest to, like, fitting all the criteria and qualities to what you think could fix this thing, but they're not the only guys. We just got to go find the right guy. We've, McVay, um, Daniel Hackett was the wrong guy. Look at all these guys. Mike McDaniel, they'd have been a playoff team here, or to be very competitive. Uh, Dayball? Probably would have done some things with Russ that would have been pretty good. Kevin O'Connell, who they loved here before they went to Los Los Delicia or um, Los Dos Patrios. Los Dos Patrios and you know had some tamales and it changed everything with Nathaniel Hackett. Do you know what I think happened? The same time as they're getting hot on Nathaniel Hackett, or why they got hot on Nathaniel Hackett was the closest they felt to Aaron Rodgers coming. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and that's one thing they thought led to. They thought it was like this was going to be perfect, and instead it didn't. And they talked themselves into it'll work. You know, he could do it with Russ too. Lost the lead in the last seven years on what it is like to have a winning culture here in Denver. I said, I've said a bunch of times, you guys heard me say, it's like, this is the lowest point in my Broncos life. There's never been a span of Broncos football like this in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. And not since 1977. You know, 76, 77, 77, they go to the Super Bowl against the Cowboys. There was a little bit of a buildup for a couple of years. But for like 15 years, the Broncos were like the worst franchise in the NFL. They're like, yeah. you know, and the Browns had Jim Brown. And like, you know, it was like the Broncos were that. And then it all changed. So seven years, you can, is not going to d- deter the Broncos from, you can't take away a crown jewel off the, you know, the crown. The Broncos are a crown jewel franchise. And they, the best thing that the Broncos have going for them is that they're the Denver Broncos, okay? We saw it yesterday. The worst thing that the Chargers and the Vikings, it's almost like the franchises are cursed. Yeah. There's been how many years of football? 60-plus, some of the years of football, and that's NFL football. Before that, some of these franchises existed. To not be able to get it right, like, ever like that is like, 
Cowboys fans out here who, again, like, they were a proud franchise, but these Cowboys fans out here weren't alive when the Cowboys were winning. Anillo was a fetus <laughs> well, back can, when the Cowboys mattered. You can look at the Denver Broncos and pull a handful without even thinking or without even reaching Hall of Fame players who have played for this organization. Now it's flooding. Of time. Now they're filling the floodgates with the guys who should have been in the Hall of Fame now. Yeah. I love that you said that. Yeah, no, so it's just interesting because then you think about, like, I don't know, the Jaguars. Who's the greatest Jaguar to ever play the game? Tony Baselli. Tony Baselli. That's yeah, what I thought, Baselli, too. No, actually, probably, like... Jones Drew. Fred, uh, Fred Taylor. Oh, Fred Taylor's Jones a good Drew's one. up there. Yeah, Fred Taylor's yeah. up there. Yeah. And then Mark Brunel. And um, if we, like, do numbers, Jimmy Smith has got <laughs> Hall of Fame numbers. And Keenan McCardell, don't forget, was a badass dude for those guys, too. A hundred percent. Yeah. But that's it. You're right. So it's like... Um, yeah, I mean, the best thing the Broncos have going for them is that the, they're the Broncos, I think. just want them to get back to that place. I think it they will. feels sad overall that they weren't able to do so this year, but that doesn't mean they're out forever. Well, it's a new level of sad because what, like, the, what, the avenue they took to land Russ was you thought the, the way that they could have – it was the Peyton way. It was the way of, like, this is going to for sure work. This is not Case Keenum or Flacco or yeah. Retreat. You know, it seemed like the most surefire way to get these things back on track. And when that didn't happen, it felt like – it's like a lost feeling, you know, inside of my body. I'm just, sure. Yeah. So, um, but also there's just been some, you know, I think now it's like the, you, it's a re, it's a reboot, not a rebuild, like yeah. Vance said. <laughs> and that's what it is for real, because now it's like, you can start with the hope stuff again. We can start to, you know, oh, this guy would look good in a Broncos uniform as, you know, a uh, Clemson dude or like, it's just. You reach the right part of the Kubler-Ross grief scale. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, eh, acceptance, I can yeah, hope again. that's right. Yeah. So, but you know, the, the head coaching search has got everyone fired up because you're hearing, oh, the Broncos are the front runners for Sean Payton and Sean Payton's camp is saying right now, all that kind of stuff. You know, it feels good to have the Broncos tied to, you know, what, what do the Broncos have to do to get this thing right? You know, it's, it, it's it. They don't do that about every franchise. They wouldn't be talking about every franchise like that. It's it's the Denver Broncos, and they're they, they matter. They matter. Maybe not like the yeah. Cowboys, but no one matters like the Cowboys. Well, it and helps. that's a twisted kind of matter. You know what yeah. I mean? That's so. a matter in a way that like people love to hate them. Yes. Yeah. By design. Yeah. Really. You think? Well, I mean, uh, Jones puts all of his time and effort in how marketable the team is. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of true. I mean, they're the most valuable franchise. Bad PR is still PR. Well, it's uh, they're the comp is like the New York Knicks. Okay. Yeah. Like the Knicks are the most valuable, maybe one of the most valuable franchises in the world. But they haven't won a championship since sex, 1977. I think it's a little different, though, because I think that there is like, there people don't want to go play for Dolan. Yeah. In New York. People will go play for Jerry. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, there's That's a little true. bit of both of that. I bet they lose, get guys because Jerry's willing to pay anything. Yeah. And don't get guys because the Cowboys maybe got a little bit of that. You know, Jerry might rub you the wrong way, you know, if he's talking to you and all that kind of stuff. But. Yeah, I, 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 I like that. I like that. Very yeah, with this new ownership group, I think that the fans kind of can find comfort in the history of the Broncos. Mm -hmm. But the Walton Penner group, they know that they're not responsible for any of that history. So I feel like yeah. they're just as hungry to go make a make a mark and like yeah. put their imprint on the NFL I'll say this. in the way that Pat Boland did with three championships. I told you this the other day, and we'll wrap it up here. I want to tell us to Bree what want to hear what she thinks rich guys though also again it's like it probably should be mentioned um how are they going to turn this thing around well you know well they have the richest owners in professional sports all of professional sports okay so what comes along with that is like this demanding of excellence mm -hmm. and i'll give you two comps here for one um the, like the, they didn't have to go redo that turf before that last game they m did it with the week's notice for the last game yeah, it's going to be there forever and for next season, whatever else they do. But 
they paid four hundred thousand dollars. Everyone's talking about that, right? Say if they would have waited a week or two and were in a rush to get it, they could have did it for two hundred and sixty thousand, three hundred thousand. The rush and all that to get it, what they wanted, they had to ship it here. That's the, what was the cost. And rich guys are willing to pay that kind of cost. Some rich guys are not willing to pay that cost. They get rich by not just throwing money around. My point is. The best thing that they have Broncos have going for them is these richest owners who I hope are going to act like rich guys. Mm-hmm. So here's a quick story, and then we'll wrap this thing up. Um, JJ goes to All Souls, which is over in Inglewood. In, there's like all, in the middle of the neighborhood, just little Inglewood, little, you know, well, ranch-style, one-style houses, uh, one-floor one, um, one houses with a basement. Um, down the street, just two blocks, you enter Cherry Hills. We have some kids. They have everything, like hands, licks, kids. There's like some parents who have a lot. So we went to this party at this kid Liam's house. Okay, they're the Simmons. Their dad, like, they got money for days. This spot, like a $6 million house. We went to their house for a little party thing, okay? And we got there. They were like, they just moved there. And they're like, oh, well, this this here, this stone here, we're going to redo this. Don't really look at this. This is like six years old. We're going to redo this. And then we went in the house. And they're like, all this here is going to be redone. We're going to redo this. Like, yeah, don't even go in this room. These people who are so freaking rich you couldn't even believe it in their $6.1 million house, they were almost embarrassed of like us seeing some, we were like, we were like, wow, this place is incredible. Stable, like the, like the pool, all this kind of stuff. It was like that. It's like by, it's like by uh, Russell's house, okay? My point is I hope that same kind of standard of these rich kids who I coach this kid the Penners have, and it's just going to be upgrades for days. The Valley Fieldhouse, new stadium eventually. They're already throwing some money at just a few upgrades for the time being to kind of make pe- appease people because they know what the talk is, sure. you know. Um, it's not Jerry World and all that kind of stuff. So um, they're already showing signs that they're willing to do every last thing possible to win. And money fixes a lot, a lot of problems in the you world. lean into the pride. I mean, if you're, if your cup holders still say in Vesco field, that kind of tells me that there hasn't been an owner that's going to take, uh, ownership yeah. of the team and the stadium and everything that yeah. involved in there. So yeah, you're right. I mm-hmm. think that it shows at least a step in the right direction and, it's, and what the Broncos have been lacking. And it's no disrespect to Pat Bowen because we've said this a lot of times, they've always been able to afford any player they've ever wanted. But now what comes to the, like the biggest is like the signing bonuses. Mm-hmm. Like the signing bonus and the way that works against the cap, you pay guys, you can spread it out. It's like hard to do that. Not every team can afford to do that. We can now. The coaching search. Not every team can aff- uh, afford to uh, be paying two fired coaches and then go give a guy maybe the richest coaching deal in NFL history or in the league. The Broncos can do that now. So those are some avenues and some ways that the Broncos are going to close the gap on having to wait to be great again. And, and it's going to come uh, sooner than later. Good job, you guys. Good job for, yeah, you too. Shucks. Um, do you know what I'm looking forward to? Some of your Nuggets coverage. Oh. I like that you're a lover of these Nuggets. I am. I do like sports. Basketball is yeah. my first love. So. It, basketball's your first love? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, we love basketball as well, right, Danny? Yeah. So should we start the Nugget Splits podcast? It doesn't quite have a ring to it like Broncos Blitz. No. But no. Yeah. Could, I don't even want to. You're all I don't even want to do anything that would try to step on the toes of Ryan Blackburn. Blackburn's a stud. He's Blackburn a total kills pro. it, yeah. He's yeah. A, he's if you need really a Nuggets good. podcast, go listen to Pickaxe and Roll. Okay. Um, this has been the Broncos Blitz podcast. Uh, Bree, tell people about all the stuff you do. Where can they find your fine work? You can find me on the Fan Cave 1 to 2 p.m. for Mile High Sports Radio every single day, uh, at least for the most part, over on Let's Talk Broncos. That's streamed live, 6 p.m. Mountain Time. And uh, Twitter, Bree Maces 303. Uh, D Bailey 5280. Is that still you? That's me on Twitter. Yes, sir. Okay. Danny Bailey's funny on Twitter, man. He's got, I got your tweets. Um, you, <laughs> I, I like, like your content. emotional Broncos tweets during the season when like the walls are caving in around us and you're like, nobody panic, but you're panicking like I am. Yeah. Um, 
Good stuff. It's been fun doing the podcast with you guys. We only have maybe a couple more of these together for the season. Oh, you know, we'll it. check back in and we'll do some because there's never an off season, and this is going to be one of the all time off seasons. I hope for the Broncos, but it's been fun, Bree. I know. Um, you know, th- so we d- kind of drag you in here some days. I feel like and force you to do this, and you're like, Ugh, I okay. only throw a sort of a temper tantrum. Uh, no, you're you're a pro. You're a pro's pro. We appreciate having you. It's been fun. Of course. Um, two of the most talented people in Denver Thank you. should be working together. And Danny Bailey is like, I'm just lucky to be here. You no, know? no, no. I didn't mean oh. that. You put the whole thing, <laughs> you put the whole thing together. You're like, listen, um, you got a kind it's of a, Ed, a he's got table. an Ed McMahon thing to him. It's like, if I, I can't do the, like, there's no Wayne without Garth. Yeah. Those who can't do teach. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Someone's um, got to control this. Actually, you're probably the most, with all the things you do, he's probably the most valuable guy here at the station. MVP. Oh, Next to Cody. Oh, great Cody. Oh. I'm just kidding. You He's to be done taken. this. He drew first blood, not me. Oh. He pitted us together. All right. He I'm going to go ahead and cut this oh, out. Okay. <laughs> um, he said Cody does better live no, reach than me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Watch this. Maverick Sports. <laughs> the Maverick Sports app. We love those guys. $750 sign-up bonus? Beat that. You won't find it anywhere. These guys, man, the um, safe, secure, easy to navigate. You deposit your money. Boom. Better off. You withdraw your money as quick. Get that money into your account. Win big. Cash out big. Don't play that money back in. Hey, sorry, Maverick. Maverick's like, don't tell them that. Oh, yeah? I just did, Maverick. Okay? Uh, we want to be withdrawers, not depositors. We appreciate those guys. Go sign up today. Total Beverage, TotalBeverage.com. Um, Plus money on the Bucks. Doing it. I love the Buccaneers tonight. You love the Buccaneers tonight? Yep. Danny Bailey, are you going to burst our bubble here? Come on. No, I think I got a bet with Brady tonight. Yeah. You, <laughs> well, betting against Tom Brady usually doesn't end up. It hurt you to say it. Yeah, it did. <laughs> All right, Bree, you got your other I stuff to go. do. Appreciate yeah, you. I go by. Uh, for Danny Bailey and Bree Mason, I'm Danny Williams. We appreciate you guys and we love you guys. Good night, Sheila. Good night.